1: Welcome back in our number two of the program here on Thursday morning. And uh, tomorrow we will be joined by newly reelected New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And uh, tomorrow, hold on, let me double check. You would have thought I would have had this on the top of my head. Give me a moment here to look into my phone. And of course, I probably won't have it readily available, but I'll look up and see uh, which counselor is joining her. You would have thought I would have had that ready to go. My fault. Anyway, (laughs) 508-996-0500, you can join me now. And uh, we were talking in the last hour, I had mentioned... That we have a seize the deal coming up today at nine a.m. for Friendly Donuts in New Bedford. I just uh, enjoyed a chocolate covered Bavarian during the the break. It it's similar to a Boston cream, but the cream is not exactly the same. You have to there's intricacies. There's little notes and details that you need to pay attention to, to know the difference. Am I a donut connoisseur? Not by any stretch of the imagination. But I, uh, I do know a good Boston cream and a good Bavarian when I find it. So anyway, and by the way, the donuts from Friendly Donuts, they will remind you of what donuts were like when you were a kid. Not when you go to Dunkin' now and they have these little tiny, tiny donuts and they cost three times as much as they used to. I mean, granted, you know, a, a donut's not going to cost you $0.65 cents forever, but you at least want to get your money's worth when you're buying one, and these are like those donuts that you remember. When I was a kid, we used to go to the the Rainham flea market back when it was called Country Place, and my dad had a table there on the weekends, and, you know, some, some weekends, if we got up early enough, we would go out to breakfast at the Friendlies across the street, but... Most of the time, you know, we'd be cutting it close because you're getting all the kids ready and trying to get down there. Even if it was, excuse me, even if it was just me and my dad going there, you know, sometimes we'd just be running late. So breakfast would be the snack bar would go and buy donuts at Dunkin' Donuts and then bring them over to the snack bar and and sell them for pretty much the same price. They didn't really upcharge too much. And so that would be my breakfast request. Like, Dad, can I get a donut? Sure. Yeah. Get two. Bring me back one. And uh, so that's, I always associate Dunkin' Donuts with with that memory. But uh, still a Mr. Donut guy. Someday, I haven't been to the Wareham Flea Market in a long time, but someday if I have like two or three hundred, I forget how much it was, bucks to burn, I might buy that Mr. Donut sign. I don't know where I would put it. If you see a sign outside WBSM advertising Mr. Donut, just know that there isn't a Mr. Donut here. I just had nowhere else to put the sign that I bought. 508-996-0500. So as we were talking about the election yesterday, that we were looking at some of the uh, reasons why the voter turnout might have been lower and asking the question of what else can we do about it. What else can we do to try to increase that? And I was suggesting that it really kind of falls on the people who do vote now to get the people that don't vote to come out and do so. And I had also said that, you know, the efforts of the election office, the election commission, Manny Brito, going out to the schools and informing the kids about local elections and and. Local politics and and to get them excited about the process would pay dividends, but that it might take a couple of years for that to happen. And I was talking with somebody yesterday who has two kids in high school; uh, one is a sophomore and one is a junior. And I was just like, "Okay, what is your what are what are your kids' thoughts on voting? Are they excited to vote?" And the thought process of these kids is that they are excited to vote when it comes to a national election. That they're more excited about that. They're not even thinking about local elections. And I don't know, that's a problem that's going to be a little bit harder to fix. I think you need to have, and I don't know that they don't, but I just know that when I went to high school, and when my son was in high school, because I asked him about it, there was no local, there was no instruction on the way that your local government runs. You took government in ninth grade. Well, I did. I took government in ninth grade, or some people might have taken it as civics. Either way, same class. And you learned about how the federal government works. You maybe even learned a little bit about how the state government works. But because there's no textbook for how your local government works... It, it, it didn't happen. You didn't learn about it. I, was, I learned about local government by going to Boy State. But not every... Not every kid has that opportunity. We had two... Was it three? I forget how many kids went. It might have been three. No, four. Four kids. Four kids from my class went to Boy State. And that's sponsored by the... I think it was the American Legion. So four kids out of there was a hundred and forty kids in my graduating class. Assume half of them are boys, you know. So four kids out of seventy got an education in how local government runs. Not surprisingly, one of them went on to become a selectman to work in local government. So it it's. It pays off to have that education, but how else are you getting it? Boys State is a week focused on teaching kids all about how government works, and also some of the most god awful food I ever had in my life. But that's a different story. the The hot dogs, man, the hot dogs. They were huge, but oh, you paid for it. The um, the need to have this taught at the local level is there but how do you do it could somebody in new bedford come up with a textbook that they could distribute to all high school kids of how our city government works of how the new bedford city government works i mean i would probably wait a couple of years because if there's going to be a charter review and things might change you don't want to have outdated information but Jack Blaine mentioned in his column at newbedfordlight.org about the advantage the incumbents have. He mentioned something similar to what I was talking about yesterday about asking the state, uh, petitioning the state to be able to change the ballot so that your council, at-large council candidates all appear alphabetically as opposed to incumbents at the top. And I, I would like to see that. I would like to see that because I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in finding out, first of all, is it, is it a matter of people just circling the first five names at the top of the ballot and moving on? Or is it that they are just voting for the name recognition of the incumbent councillors? If you were to put the names alphabetically this time around, Devin Burns would have been the third from the third from the top, right? I think I have that right. Yeah, he would have been third from the top. He would have had Ian Abreu, Shane Burgo, Devin Burns. So, and, and that's another question that came up yesterday. Because we were talking about how Shane Burgo was the second highest vote getter in both the preliminary election and the general election was was it because he his name was second from the top? And I don't know because I don't I don't think that Ian Abrew is the top vote getter because his name is at the top of the list. I think it's because of the constituent service that he does. And how responsive he is and how much people turn to him for issues in the city. So I, I don't know that, you know, I kind of go back and forth on whether I think that that is such an advantage. It's, it's clearly an advantage, but how much of an advantage it is remains to be seen. And so maybe it is worth trying it a different way. What do you think? Five oh eight nine nine six zero five hundred. But yeah, a textbook or, or just a, a course plan, a standardized is the word I was trying to find. Standardized plan of how to teach local government to New Bedford students might help. It won't motivate the kids that aren't going to be motivated to care about local politics anyway but at least it could educate them enough. And you know what? Maybe that should be a course that they can offer for adults too. You know what it would take to teach that to adults? You know what it would take to teach adults of New Bedford how their city government operates? Like a 45-minute YouTube video. And, And probably not even that long. But a video called, you know, New Bedford city government, how it works for you. That's all it would take. We can get Taylor Cormier to narrate it. He does a really good job at at narrating things. And you can have this resource that you can put right on the city's website, right on the election commission website for anybody that doesn't feel like they understand the process enough. To go and vote. How many more people is it going to get to turn out to vote? I bet you something like that might get get 20 more people, 50 more people. And with a 13% voter turnout, I'd say the effort would be worth it. Because honestly, how many of you understand how it works? How many of you know about all the different committees involved at the city council how many of you know about what the board of assessors does or who to bring a problem to if you have an issue I think the easy thing is to say well I'm going to bring it to my ward counselor or a counselor at large and they're going to take care of it for me right but what is that process going to be do you know what that process is and there's no shame if you don't It's, 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 it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It wasn't taught to you in school. And it's hard to pick it up on the fly. Trust me, when I first started covering the news here at WBSM, actually even before that, when I was doing the Saturday morning talk show, and I would have to talk about issues going on in the city, and I would look at it and be like, I don't understand how any of this works. So wait, you have ward counselors and at-large counselors? Like, what, is, what does that mean? And I had to look into it all and, and have it all explained to me. So if you need the same thing, there should be a resource for that. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
2: Hey, how you doing, Chris? Oh, i sorry, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem. I'm a little early. <laughs> I couldn't
1: I, I could think of many more people to be mistaken for.
2: <laughs> That's true. Um, you know, when a corporation has a problem, that one, especially in the field, like with their customers, first thing they do is a survey uh, because they want to figure out what is it we're doing wrong. <clears throat> wrong <clears throat> excuse me, what is it we're doing right? And I, I kind of think that Manny Debrito, you know, should uh, develop a survey system for all of the uh, as many constituents in New Bedford as possible that did not vote and why. Because that that's going to tell you what to do next versus, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things you could do. And I, I think what you're pointing out about uh, helping to educate the kids and motivate them is great. Um, but there's a <clears throat> pretty large voting constituent that didn't come out, um, 75, 76 percent, whatever the number was. Um, so, so, you know, I would think that a survey would, would uh, start to, like, determine, oh, they're not coming out because of apathy not coming up because they don't believe in the system or, you know, whatever those things are um, so that we could get it up to 20% or 25% um but but uh yeah I, I i think that doing a survey would be a start
1: sure and and you know i think if you look at it from from that perspective of you know cuz I, I i don't know that the election office is going to take you know um criticism very well but if if you're if you're going to put it out there from that per, for that perspective of what is not getting you out to vote then i think yeah you can address some of those some things like voter apathy and things like that there's not going to be much that you know the election office can do about that uh that takes better candidates coming out and, and better candidates uh, spreading the word uh so i think that you know you will still face some struggles but like you're saying if you got up to 25 percent for that effort i think people would think that's a huge victory
2: I, I would think that that is what the election office should focus on—is their main. If I, if I if I was the mayor, I would say, hey, Manny, your goal is uh, to improve the the turnout, and any negative turnout is uh, going against what you're doing. So let's focus on turnout because it doesn't—you know—whatever people vote for, it, it doesn't matter. But if you had 100% turnout, you would have very strong participants, Obviously. Uh, participation people involved in their government um you might see a lot of changes that are positive if people think that they have ownership in what goes on around around the the city um yeah no i I hear you i just was thinking about it while you were
1: talking sure absolutely thank you for the call you bet and uh callers i do have to have you hold on because i got to take a break here but um certainly you know they they put the effort the election office put in the effort to try to get around some of the issues they had with the redistricting and to come up with a way that people could still vote in the places where they wanted to vote. Um, so that, that was the effort of the last couple of years, and it, and it worked. They were able to get some people out to those places. But now maybe the focus is, well, how do you get the people that aren't going at all to, to show up? Uh, parking keeps coming up, too, as an issue. Parking keeps coming up as, as part of the problem. So I think that that's something that has to be addressed before the next election as well. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. And now it is time to go into the newsroom and get all the headlines of the day with Ariel Dorsey.
3: Five Republican presidential candidates faced off Wednesday night in Miami in a debate hosted by NBC News. They clashed over how to handle the southern border funding for Ukraine, supporting for Israel and abortion. Former President Donald Trump again skipped the debate, instead putting on a rally in South Florida. Defense officials say the U.S. launched an airstrike on a weapons storage facility in in Syria used by the Iranian Revolutionary Guard and affiliated groups. President Biden ordered the strike in response to drone and rocket attacks on U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria that have left dozens injured. Los Angeles police had to break up a fistfight in front of the Museum of Tolerance last night after it screened footage of the October seventh Hamas attack on Israel. The forty-three minute film Bearing Witness is said to be extremely graphic and violent and includes footage recorded by members of Hamas. President Biden will be in Illinois today. Biden will stop in Belvedere about 75 miles northwest of downtown Chicago to meet with the head of the United Auto Workers Union. Biden will then head to Chicago for a fundraiser with mega donors. The longest actor's strike against the film and television studios in Hollywood history is ending. The sag aftra union said the strike officially ended at 12.01 a.m. Thursday after a deal was approved via a unanimous vote. An agreement will now go to the sag aftra national board to be approved Friday. The FDA is approving another weight loss drug from Eli Lilly. The drug is currently called Manjaro for diabetes and will now be called Zepbound when used for weight loss. The FDA approved the drug for those with obesity or those characterized as overweight with at least one health condition related to their weight. In sports, the NHL is upholding its four-game suspension given to Bruins defenseman Charlie McAvoy for his hit to the head of Panthers defenseman Oliver Ekman Larson. The NHLPA asked for League Commissioner Gary Bettman to reduce the suspension from four games to three. McAvoy has already served three games of the suspension and is eligible to return for Saturday's game in Montreal. Boston hosts the New York Islanders tonight. A member of the Patriots secondary is unlikely to make an impact on Sunday. According to ESPN, cornerback J.C. Jackson is not expected to travel with the team to Frankfurt, Germany for their game against the Colts due to questions about his reliability. Jackson missed curfew at the team hotel prior to their recent loss to the commanders. The Pats acquired Jackson in a trade from the Chargers on October 5th after the 27-year-old had a falling out with the Los Angeles Chargers. New England is currently last in the AFC East at 2 and 7. And the Celtics have dropped back-to-back games after falling 106-103 to to the 76ers in Philadelphia. Kristaps Porzingis led the team in scoring with 29 points to go along with six rebounds and three assists. Jason Tatum Tatum chipped in with 16 points, 15 rebounds, six assists, and three steals. Boston will host the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow night at TD Garden. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6.
4: Overall, dry conditions this Thursday morning. Temperatures in the mid to upper 30s. Some clouds out there for this afternoon. Increasing clouds once again. Rain lately. Patchy fog, cloudy and temperatures in the upper 40s. Overnight, we'll be seeing a little bit of patchy fog early on. Partly cloudy skies in the upper 30s. And then for Friday... We'll begin a dry and cool stretch through the weekend and into the middle of next week. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Sassy Del Carmen
3: on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
1: Taking your phone calls, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
5: Good morning, Tim. Gilly Stafffield. Good morning, Gilly. How are you? Good. You know, um, i got two things to say. The first one is a question.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: You mentioned about Linda being on your program tomorrow. Yes. I sure if she's going to take questions.
1: No, she'll be bringing another counselor on tomorrow.
5: Okay. okay. That's my the second statement I want to make is, you're talking about the people out here, your you know, listeners. Uh, there should be a class. So this way we'll know, the majority of us will know how the system works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, here's a statement that I like to make is I think that the city councils take a council, you know, a class too, because I like to challenge Naomi Connie on a debate. Who knows more about the city council? To see if I know more or she knows more, and she's an elected official. I like to challenge her because she's going to be the next city council president. Linda Moore is working on that. So we've got somebody on that chair that knows the rules of Roberts. So I'm challenging her on a debate on your program, and you ask the questions. That's my statement.
1: Well, Thank this you. is well, hold on. this is this is based on when she made a statement about how many people were on the uh, the licensing board, right?
5: No, there's a lot more that I can bring up. If, I can bring up a lot of time. Okay, I just, just, I just wanted to
1: clarify that it was about more than that. That's, so you're saying it's about more than just that one. Okay.
5: See, I, I've been in the city council for a long time. Okay, there. I've seen them take a vote without getting a second. Do you understand that? That's some mistakes they make. But l- she's going to be the next president. I, even if she didn't know that it was only three, which she has to, you know, confirm them bit of licensing people but there's a lot more so she's going to be the next president if we're going to have to take a class let them take a class but i'm going to i'm putting a challenge out there thank you Tim.
1: all right thank you have a good day and uh if you want to call in 508-996-0500 yeah there's um i mean that's just one idea that i thought might help with people because maybe there are folks who would vote but they feel like they're not they're not um educated enough in the process to be able to vote or or what each position is. I'm not saying that this, this would be a course that would instruct them about candidates and about certain issues that, I mean, that would be, you know, the city can't get involved in something like that. But what they could do is they could say, here are the base, here's the basic structure of New Bedford city government. And here's how it works. And you could even, you know, avoid having any current officials be involved in it you know you don't need to have you don't need to have the mayor come on to this video or any of the council members come on to this video you could just have it be I mean I'm trying to think of a, of a local person that could I mean like I said just have Taylor Cormier narrate it you know over empty shots of the council chambers or the mayor's office or something like that just something that tells people exactly how it all works so that maybe they feel a little bit more empowered When they go and cast their vote, because there are people that went into that ballot box that went into that voting booth and filled out that ballot before putting it into the ballot box. If I can get all my words proper, Uh, (laughs) I didn't even do that part right, where they didn't even realize what they were supposed to fill out on that form. Now, it does tell you on the ballot, but there was a woman that was interviewed in uh, Arthur Hirsch's piece uh, on the New Bedford Light site where... She only voted for one person for counselor at large. She didn't realize that she could vote for up to five. So my guess is that that woman probably doesn't understand what the at large portion of the council is or all she'd say to herself, why do I only get to vote for one when there's five of them? So I I don't blame her. I mean, maybe kind of. It does say on the ballot, vote for vote for five. Vote for up to five, but listen. There's there's pressure when you go into that voting booth. For those of us that do it all the time, and understand how it all works, there's no pressure for us. We just go in and we're like circle, 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 actually oval, 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 and we know we we already know before we get in there what we're going to do for the most part. There's been a few times that I've made some last-minute decisions, uh, especially when it comes to questions, when there's questions on the ballot, where I, I haven't really made up my mind until I get into the voting booth. That's that's happened a few times. But for the most part, we know what we're doing. So it's it's not a pressure pack situation. In fact, the only thing I'm thinking about is make sure you fill out the right circle, the right oval, and you do it correctly. No stray marks. That's all I'm thinking when I'm in there. But for other people who might not be as savvy about it, it can be a pressure-filled thing. Especially, you know, on a presidential election where there's somebody else waiting to come in and take take over that spot for you. So there's mistakes that can be made. But also, I think more education would help. 508-996-0500 508-996-0500 or send it an app chat message via the WBSM app. I did get an app chat message that came in from Dave in New Bedford who says, uh, you lost 60 pounds. Great job. Have you found that you have loose skin around the core area? So this was because we were talking about Munjaro now being approved for weight loss by the FDA. So it'll be on the market as Zepbound. Then that's the medication that I've been taking and it has helped me lose almost 60 pounds I've gone to from I think I was two eighty three at my biggest. Actually, at my biggest I was almost two ninety, but my biggest in, in this process, two eighty three. And then now I've gotten down to two it's two twenty seven this morning, but I've been down to two twenty five. Uh, so it's it's kind of gone a little up and down the last couple of weeks. Uh, part of that is I've you know, got to get back into the gym. I was out every night doing all of my paranormal things all through October. So I didn't get into the gym as much and didn't have that consistency and was probably not eating the best foods because I was out on the road. But now that I'm getting back into the flow, I want to shed that last, you know, 25 pounds and get under 200. That's goal number one. But uh, as for loose skin, I haven't found any yet. It's been more, I mean, I know this might be a little gross for some people that are eating breakfast, but it's just been weight loss. Uh, One of the things that I was really worried about is as I started to lose weight, like in my face, I thought I was worried that that would be like a hang skin kind of area, but it doesn't seem to be the case. I think I'm, uh, I'm blessed with pretty good skin anyway. Like, so I, I'm hoping that it has enough elasticity that I don't have to worry about that, but we'll see if that's the end result. I know somebody who went on a similar, they, they went on Ozempic, but they had the loose skin and it was a problem for them. And if that's the worst problem that I get out of this, okay, loose skin isn't going to kill me like the extra weight will. So, you know, we'll see. And I'm not, I'm not, uh. I don't care enough about my appearance to to invest the money in fixing that if it's not something that's going to be covered by insurance. So we'll we'll see what happens if that happens, but I I do I do like dressing better, that's for sure. Thank God for savers and gifts to give and all these thrift stores because otherwise I wouldn't wouldn't be able to buy new clothes. I, I could not I could not justify spending a whole bunch of money on clothes to know that I'm not where I want to be yet anyway. 508-996-0500 um I should take a break. Let me take a quick call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
6: Good morning. Hey, Tim, it's Bob McConnell calling. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, Bob. How you doing?
6: I am well. I'm just calling in to uh, give my opinion on the voter participation and uh, the lack of civic awareness in the community. Um, you know, pretty much my uh, political activism is just based on that civic awareness and civic participation. My first time out was running for... State representative, you needed 150 signatures to get on the ballot, and I would say 80 or 90 percent of the people that signed my nomination papers had no idea of who their current representative was, even mm-hmm. though they've been in office for 30 years. I was elected chair of the town committee. One of the first things I did was buy uh, legislative and senatorial district maps from the uh, secretary of state's bookstore up there, just to. Show people who their representatives were and how things were divided up. But, you know, we really just have to start at a very basic level like that to inform people who's representing them, how government works, like you say. And uh, I can see that this effort is making a big difference. The current campaign is for a state committee man. And most people aren't aware that both Democrats and Republicans have a man and a woman that represent them in a senatorial district. So even me just saying this now on the air, I appreciate you giving me the time is bringing about civic awareness. And that's what we need.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Bob. You have a good have day. Have
6: a great You too. Thank you, Tim.
1: And uh, callers, hang on. We will get to you. I got to take a break, though. I'll be right back. Um, Tim wants to
0: hear your voice this morning. Even if you can't call in, open up the WBSM app and hit open line to record a voicemail you can play on the air. Now, more Tim here on WBSM.
1: Take a look out the window this morning. That is if you can look out your window. Maybe your window needs to be replaced, but take a look out your window and look at the clouds and realize that that's what the sky is going to look like for a lot of the winter. That's going to be the threat of what could be overhead throughout the course of the winter, whether it be rain, whether it be snow. I we're not going to be hopefully getting any of that anytime soon, but I'm watching the sky. And if that's what you're worried about, if you're worried about how that's going to affect your roof, well, give yourself some peace of mind heading into the winter season. Call Precision Window and Kitchen. They can come out. They can take a look at your roof. They can let you know if it needs to be replaced. I know, right? Precision Window and Kitchen. You're not thinking about roofs when you're thinking about them, but you should be because they've been doing roofs for a long time. They've been doing it really with precision. I keep saying that, but that's why they're called Precision Window and Kitchen because they do everything with precision. They do it right. They do it effective. They make sure that they save you as much money as they can, but that they get the job done correctly. And if you need to make sure that you protect your home and everything inside it, including your family, then you're going to want to make sure that you have them come out and take a look at your roof and them replace it if you need it done. They'll let you know. If they think you can get through another season or two with it, they'll let you know. But if it needs to be replaced, they can get it done quickly. They can get it done efficiently. They can get it done right. Check them out by going online at precisionwindowandkitchen.com or you can stop by their showroom at 1111 at Kushner Avenue and talk to them there. But they're really going to have to come out and look at your roof, so you might as well just go online, set up that appointment. They'll come down. They'll give you a free, no-obligation estimate precision window and kitchen and roofs all right uh, let's take a quick call here 508-996-0500 you're next on wbsm good morning tim good morning
4: i can i can vouch for that precision window because they did some work around the corner from me and i'll tell you it was really nice
1: yeah they do great work
4: yeah in fact if i got something done i would have called them anyways um that's the truth too so anyway um Oh, that other one, too, A House Around Me, they did the carefree that you advertised for. They do wonderful work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, great people there, too.
4: So, anyway, um, I think the voting, talking about the voting, I think that the um, ballot should be turned around. Start with the, um, not the incumbents, the um, new people first. Put the incumbents on the bottom.
1: Oh, well, that'd be a huge change.
4: Yeah, because you know why? People just automatically, they go down the line. Uh, they'll say, oh, they've been in they're okay. And they go down the line. They don't really listen. Uh, or like a lot of people don't listen to your show when you have them on.
1: I mean, a lot of people go in there, too, because they have one particular thing that they want to vote for, and then they figure, I'll fill out the rest of the ballot while I'm here. So they, they want to go maybe because they want to vote for mayor, or there's a question on the ballot that they want to vote for, but then when they get into it, they're, like, they're not paying attention to those other races enough to, to really have an informed decision, so they're just filling out a bubble. Yeah, I don't
4: like who's in my um, ward, but no one else is running against him.
1: Well, I mean, I think, you know, you, you can motivate some people to get out there. If you know anybody that you think would be a good candidate, encourage them to run.
4: Anyways, um, get all right, I'm going to get off that for a minute. Is Linda Morad coming in today or tomorrow?
1: Uh, she'll be on tomorrow. Uh, her and Counselor Pereira will be on tomorrow.
4: Oh, you found it? Who is it? Pereira or Pereira?
1: Pereira, Ryan Pereira, the Ward all 6 right. Counselor.
4: I never heard about him.
1: Oh, he's been on um, a few times, yeah. No, he's he's... Hope.
4: You know, Linda sends those cards that cost quite a bit of money, you know, those plastic cards, the big mm-hmm. laminated ones. I find that these um, politicians, they know which angles to go for and
1: how to do it, really. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean? She's, she's been in it for a long time, so she knows what works.
4: Yeah, but even the ones that I are, um, are like, even the mayor he put down, Oh, we have a high graduation rate. They touch each like corner, but like like he's planting a lot of trees. Let's get these roads fixed. I heard on the radio that um, Sean O'Connor had seventeen million for the roads, and she's doing them. So why can't if Taunton can do it, why can't we?
1: Well, that's something that they they've been working on. They just upped it to three million dollars in the next round. Uh, local money that's in addition to what you get from the state so they're increasing the local amount of money toward the roads each year but it's you know it's a process for something that the city wasn't investing in for a long time to get to now three million dollars out of the budget going toward that that's pretty good progress
4: uh well listen since he's been in office please it's been does it's been going on it's really aggravating me i hope he gets the roads done this time Anyway, um, let me um, ask you something else about the weight. that I looked on the phone the other day and it popped up that a girl took Ozempic and died.
1: Yeah, there's a few stories that have been like that, but that's going to happen with any medication, with any drug.
4: And yours is Monjaro?
1: Monjaro, yeah.
4: How many are there?
1: Uh, Well, those are the two main ones. So there's Monjaro and there's Ozempic. I don't know of any other ones. And then now they have the weight loss version of them. So Wago- Wagovi is the weight loss version of Ozempic. And now the ZepBound will be the weight loss version of Monjaro.
4: But it takes your, when you, now the one you're on, every day you have to take it? No, once a week. Oh, but it takes your, your mind off of food?
1: Yeah. I mean, the first couple days that I after I take it, I have to remember to eat. I'm just not hungry.
4: Wow. But you still got a little bit to go, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, for my own personal goal, I want to get under 200 first and then see where we go from there. And, you know, I don't think I'd want to get less than like 170, but um, that's 50 pounds away still. So we'll see.
4: Yeah. The trick of it, Tim, is keeping it off.
1: Right. and then
4: Yeah. Once you get down to your goal, the trick would be that you have to keep going to the gym and and being vigilant about what you're eating. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Other than that, people go right back up. That's why I don't go on any of those things. But you've seen me in person, right? Yeah, so. yeah. I This is the biggest I've ever been in my life.
1: Well, you still look great to me.
4: <laughs> I love you for your compliments. Hey, listen, <laughs> what are you going to do the thing? You didn't give no more information. We're,
1: we're waiting. I I spoke to the person finally yesterday. She said she's going to get back to me today with, uh, with a yes or no confirmation.
4: All right. I'm saying hi to Mary. I'm saying hi. Can I say hi to everybody that used to be on the
1: air? Uh, yeah, but I, I do have to hold you there because i got to take a break here. All right.
4: Can I say hi to Celeste and Phil? Sure. Hi, Celeste. Hi, Phil. Hi, everybody. Love you.
1: All right. You have All a great right. day. Take it easy. Bye, Tim. Bye-bye. All right. We do have to take a break. We'll be back in a moment.